Back, part of the Call to Action crew, and you're here with me and that rock star over there, Jen Sturger. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Wait, Jessica Sturger? Let's... Sure. <laughs> never, honestly, I feel like I switch. I'm kind of like Matt Hardy. I'll just switch brands in the middle of talking. I'll just switch gimmicks in the middle of talking and people can figure out which one it is. It's not a big deal at all. But yeah, Jen, Jessica, it's so good to see you guys. Oh, God, I always love catching up with you guys because you're such an integral part of our community. Thank you so much. We love everything you're a part of and we there's so much loyalty. I feel like not only just you, everything you've been involved with Schmodown, but you know, Jen Sturger, obviously, everyone in the chat I'm sure can confirm with me when I say that you're definitely a huge part of Schmodown and everything that it is today, which is why you're here. We're here. I do a lot of stuff behind the yeah. scenes that people don't yeah. even realize that I do. I'm like the makeup department, HR. <laughs> like <I heard> that. <laughs> sometimes I'm PR, whatever security, needs to happen. Security, exactly. You need someone tossed out. It's me and BC. You know what I mean? Sometimes so. there needs to be some bitch slapping every once in a while. A serious convo. So. Do, yes, do. Brian Payne mm -hmm. gets me. Just got a bottle <laughs> of the Lake of Reincarnation. Damn straight. Right? Love oh, Brian. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Well, if you're coming in into Schmobates for the first time, thank you so much for hanging out. Schmobates is Schmodown's debate show where we really kind of dive into, uh, you know, really asking a lot of our competitors some of the really hard questions that we really want answered for comes down to Schmodown, such as, you know, who would be the best Schmodown personality to go on a road trip with, which is Rachel Silvestrini, or who should, who would probably be the best to put on your, as a sponsor for your college application or whatever it might be asking fun questions, weird questions, and the great questions. Now we're going to go ahead and dive into some of our competitors. They're both sitting currently at one and O for these uh, little winners tournaments. So are you, do you like debating Jennifer? Do you like? I do it all the time people. with my husband. Does that count? <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, especially with your <laughs> podcast. Absolutely, for sure. Butting heads is a good thing, you know, in a relationship. So, I mean, do you like debating when it comes to schmodown in particular? Oh, I feel like I already do that because I'm kind of always in the middle. I try to stay as even keel and middle of the road as humanly possible when it comes to helping them decide decisions and things like that. Um, do I you help with challenges all that much. Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. I tried to. If if they're taking too long and they can't remember like rules and stuff, as Ben and I have talked about on uh, <laughs> on other shows that we can't get into right now, uh, <laughs> um, we've actually discussed like how I've kind of like run out and been like, the answer's this. Move on, because I'm usually the one that's there from mm -hmm. the time we start until like the time everybody else is like gone. And yeah. So I had the longest day out of everyone at the Schmodown besides maybe Megan, one of our producers. So it's like, oh, mm -hmm. I have to I have to keep the show rolling or we're, it's been a long day for me. Guys, one of, one of the big takeaways from everything that uh, Jennifer just said is pretty much get yourselves together. Be at her level. OK, <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, that's what that's the real reaction here. All right. So we're going to be diving into, like I mentioned, with some of these competitors sitting at both at one and oh, they're going to be really answering some really big questions. Let's go ahead and bring out our first competitor today. He is sitting at one and oh, he previously played against an Eric Zipper. He's a pretty, uh, you know, kind of a well-known actor guy, I suppose. Maybe Mr. Brendan Meyer. Hello. Hey there, everyone. What's up? <laughs> I'm doing good. How are Glad you? I'm good. Glad to be back. I'm digging your t-shirt as Thank well. Thank you. Yes. Now. Now. Yes. Yes. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Yeah. yeah. Well, the last, the last time I was coming off a great win and then played Ben Bateman in a tournament, not so good. So hopefully this uh, will be a better result. 
This well, is your shot at redemption, kid. Don't right. blow it. That's right. That's Don't right. blow it, guys. We're not debating okay. any Bond films, so this is good. <laughs> give it time. Give it that time. We know. Give we know. Okay, now we're going to be bringing on, you know, a prior, you know, singles champion and who knows, a future, uh, you know, teams champion. Well, both, I think both of you guys have immense, you know, talent to be both teams champions for sure. So let's bring him out, Mr. Ben Bateman of the Action Army. What's up? <laughs> Oh, hey guys, just uh, <laughs> back surgery. Just got a oh, man. Here. Trying to bring back uh, that magic. Hey, Brandon, how you doing, man? Good to, <laughs> good to see you. Real excited to be here, man. What is happening with that <sighs> golf club? I have to know what is going on there. Last time I beat Brendan, I limped <laughs> in on this sucker right here. I went to Goodwill, they didn't have any canes, so I bought oh, a man. golf club. And uh, well, you know. I've, I've held on to this thing. You know, Alex, I have to be honest with you. You and Lucas as commanders in chief, I think you actually technically own this golf club at this point. You know what? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I really wouldn't. Mm -hmm. You know what? Just take off your ball cap too. That's ours as well, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm excited to be here, Brendan. It's good to see you, man. Uh, yeah, it's great you to know, see you, man. The stakes are, stakes are what they are, but I'm, I'm here to win. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> All right. All right. No pressure, uh, y'all. No pressure, y'all. And uh, and good to see you. Good to see you, Jessica. And good to see you, Alex. Um, this is this is this is good stuff. But, yeah. You're really pushing that line right now, dude. Between tweener and full blown ass. <laughs> no, we, I think we all actually know the answer to that. Let's let's be honest, guys. Okay, let's not uh, you know let's not delay it any longer. We have let's some debating it. to do for all these competitors, these really fine competitors here. And uh, just to let you know, if you're not familiar with Schmobates overall, again, thank you for so much for coming on and hanging out with us today. So Schmobates, what we do, we're gonna have both Ben and and Brendan argue three big Schmodown related questions. And prior already told them beforehand, they picked out their answers, so good to go there. And so they're gonna be starting with an opening statement at one minute apiece, followed by four minutes of open arguments, as well as one minute of closing statements. For the first question, we'll be starting with Brendan. For the second one, we'll be starting with Ben. And for the third and final question, we'll be using this gorgeous little Action Army coin mwah, to really determine who is going to be going first, essentially. Now, we already decided as well, Brendan obviously is going to go with, uh, you know, our Lord and Savior, Andrew Guy. And Ben Bateman's going to go with Team Trader, obviously. So let's go ahead and go into it. Okay. Starting with our first question. Jen, will you please read the following question? Oh, I get paid extra for this usually, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Your first question. What team had the best match debut? Mm -hmm. Now you guys are both obviously part of like really great teams and I can't wait to kind of see you guys, you know, argue to the blood, to the death, starting right now, Brendan. All right. Uh, so the last time I was on, actually, I got uh, a question that was what uh, was the best singles debut. So I applied basically the same type of metric that I did last time, which is you have to look at the overall performance of the team, how well they just did uh, number of points and, you know, individual perfect rounds, things like that. Uh, the biggest thing I think that defines a great team match debut is the difficulty of the opponent, um, the odds stacked against them, who they were playing. Because I think if you look at a lot of the great Schmodown teams, the teams we think of now, they played worthy competitors, great players, but they weren't always the underdog, right? They were sometimes a favored team that wound up going up against somebody who had a lesser record or didn't have a huge name. And so that's a big part of it. And also just the twists and turns of the individual match. How much did they get luck? How much did they Ten not seconds. get luck? That's kind of the stuff that I'm looking at. Those are the big three criteria that I'm looking at 
uh, when I made my choice, which okay. is deep. Oh, I'll explain it. Okay. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if you were going to yield the rest of your time or not. My bad. Sorry if I cut you off. No, there. no, no. I thought I ran out of time. All right. So choosing deep 13. So a very yep. recent addition. Absolutely. Yes. Within Schmodown. Excited to see you argue that. All right. And over to you, Ben, you also have one minute to let us know about your selection starting now. Well, when you talk about a great team debut, it has a lot to do with what the team actually did in the end and looking back at how great of a start they had. And I think in this case, when you talk about above the line, which is my choice, the effortlessness with which that team walked into the Schmodown is unmatched. It's unrivaled. Nobody has ever done it like those guys did it. You had you had Drew McQueenie and Sam Levine, this Frankenstein team at the time. They walk into Hotel California, the Spanish rendition. They're in their blazers. They're, they're winking. They're shooting the finger guns. They sit down, and when they're answering questions in that second round category, the 70s, they're laughing. <laughs> Dario Argento. I mean, so much fun. Everybody remembers watching that. It was unbelievable to see these guys teamed up. It seemed like not only were they unbeatable, and it had nothing to do with the team they were playing, though that's important because I'll get to that in just a second. It had everything to do with the confidence these two had, and they went into a be champions. So to, in my opinion, it is, it is very clearly above the line. They went on to be one of the greatest teams of all time, and that debut is unforgettable. And time. All right. These are some really fantastic selections. One newer, one a very obviously an established and currently not continued team for sure. So, um, Jennifer, you were there when both these teams debuted. What are your thoughts about the initial thoughts of these picks without diving into the reasons and everything? Without diving into the reasons. Uh, I think they're both really strong picks. I'm curious to see how these guys, where these guys are going to take it. I know I already have my personal notes ready to go in my brain. Um, thank God I took some Adderall or I wouldn't be able to understand what Brendan was saying. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm extremely, uh, I'm extremely excited to see where this goes. Absolutely. Yeah. Not to mention all these competitors involved are, you know, really fantastic, you know, across the board, not only in teams, but in singles as well. Yeah. So let's hear it guys. You guys got four minutes of open arguments starting right now well you know right. brendan the, yep. the roots of history are so deep you see obviously yep. this initial match between rachel cushing yep. and sam levine two people that are now two of the most beloved schmodown competitors of all time engaged now playing mm -hmm. against each other for the first time in this match not only would it right. spell the fate of the schmodown it would spell it would spell the fate of real life which is why the match is so important and so but memorable the question is not about the match right it's about the team specifically what team had the best match debut and that's and i'll say i give respect to your pick ben it's the only other match that i actually considered but i think that there's very specific reasons why i still think when you're looking at the specific team the deep oh no we lost it. I will. Speaking of which, I will freeze that timer. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. You see me out? I'm I'm the out. greatest <laughs> argument ever. You wouldn't believe what I just said. It was just, just unbelievable. Award, yes. No, I was going to say, I'll get right back to it if you want. Uh, I was going to say that uh, Deep 13 uh, came into the match as the underdog. You know, they, they were up against Tom and Paul, were the way hype team. Tom and Paul were, were hyped as the big new team. A lot of people didn't give Deep 13 a lot of thought. And there's a lot of specific things that actually went above the line's way in that match. They got opponent, they got spinner's choice. Deep 13 actually gets opponent's choice and overcomes it. Now, you could argue Tom and Paul didn't give them a weakness per se, but that's not on them. They had bad luck go against them, where in fact, above the line had luck go in their favor, which I think is something that you have to knock when you're looking at the most impressive debut. Not to mention Deep 13 sets the record. 
It's an incredible record that, that I broke shortly thereafter, but I would have to say that I feel like above the line what they come in and, and do in that match is that they set the stage for a run of greatness. I'm not talking specifically about how they performed in the match because they didn't do that well. It was 11 points after round one or something. It, it wasn't even that special of a performance. It really okay. had everything to do. It, it wasn't that great of a performance by above the line. Right. I'm not going to say it was. It's, no, it's no, of about That's how memorable the team is going forward after the match. And when you mm. finished that match, you didn't care about the score. You cared about who is this magnetic team? Who is this this ascending phoenix? I cannot take my eyes off this team. How could they ever lose a match? And when I finished the Deep 13 match, I mean, it's fine. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's good. They're two B-level players that played at the A-level that day. But Tom and Paul, those guys being good... That's a narrative hype anyway. Neither of them has ever Tom, done anything. Tom and Paul Nothing. have already accomplished. No, and I hate to, you know, he obviously is a legend when it comes to Star Wars, but I still feel like Tom and Paul, obviously one half of the Nerds Watch is a Mount Rushmore player and Rachel Cushing, but the other half is Ken Napsok, who in You're his right, singles yeah. and teams career hasn't accomplished even what Tom has done, which is making the semifinals of a tournament and having these amazing statistics. So I just think, and the other thing too, is when you look at Nerds Watch, they didn't even play their best match. You know, Tom and Paul wound up playing uh, elite that day too. So I just, it's more, and well, I think it's a good argument when you talk about what above the line did after their presence. But when you look at it uh, statistically, and I just, that's the way I chose to look at it. And, and that's why I think it's deep 13. There's no more definitive moment at the end of the match that I'm talking about than Drew McQueenie literally getting a question and saying, oh, Joe Johnson. That's what Drew McQueenie does. Yeah. That became his signature move. Right. And he does it in the first match with this team. I'm telling you, as somebody who then eventually went on to lose to Above the Line, which is very mm. unfortunate in that tournament, I hated losing to those guys. There's mm. not a team that was scarier to lose to. And it's it's them staking their claim, planting their foot. Everything about that match is entertaining. Deep 13 has a surprisingly good performance. It is surprisingly good. But it's not incredible. It's not iconic. It doesn't have any staying power and but that's only they, because not, it's more recent. That's you're only right. They, they haven't recent. gotten the chance to, and it's not their fault. And unfortunately, you shouldn't win the point because they haven't gotten any additional matches. But it's I don't like, think that you should fault, be gaining. Brandon, it's just, but but then I don't think you should be gaining points for picking a team that has all this history. It was what team had the best match debut. It's Brandon, an isolated incident. It's I'm not, not, I, I might add. I might add. You got the chance to have the best legacy. You got the chance to choose this category first. You could have know, chosen the I line, specifically but you didn't. didn't you got it very for the clever. reasons I've said. I you got very clever. It. And because all I did, I did was work extremely hard. It, ben. When I did more research into it, Ben, I realized they had spinners. And choice time. And you're out of time. wraps it up. <laughs> oh, whammy. We just concluded our first open arguments. And <laughs> that was a lot. And there was a lot of notes I took down. <laughs> same, same, same. Yeah. I, had to, I had to write very quickly. <laughs> These, I, I feel like although these two teams, obviously, they're both two really great teams. Obviously, one more recent, so it's a very new addition to the idea of potentially, you know, having the potential of becoming very iconic, but also one that's much more established and, you know, was in a team championship belt later on. But like you said, going down to the match itself, it can be a little bit uh, difficult to do when you're just really narrowing it down to that specific match. Now, um, I was a little surprised uh, that your how you kind of uh, talked about, you know, Ken Knapsack in particular as a prior, you know, Star Wars champion, but you are totally right. You know, singles teams, he's, he's okay. He has his moments, but Star Wars is obviously his big, uh, his big place to be. What did you, uh, what do you think of these arguments so far, Jen? So I still have to like, wait until the last one to give my final verdict, right? Well, is there anything you would love to hear them argue specifically? Is there any point you really want them to make to really solidify your vote in particular? I would like to hear 
Brendan ex- like convince me that the fact that Deep 13 is a newer team, why should I trust his answer because there's less history to support mm-hmm. it? Right. And then with Ben, I would like to hear him give me an example that doesn't involve, well, they beat me, so obviously they're the best. <laughs> yeah, it felt, it felt like very much like uh, Ben was like very much relying on the, the characters, the personalities that really emerged from that match as well. So I would love to see you really kind of tackle the numbers aspect. How impressive were they, you know, in the first round combined, you know, in third, et cetera. So I'm kind of curious to see that. All right. Well, again, we're going to be starting with Brendan for your closing statement. You have one minute to kind of wrap Mm -hmm. it up and uh, let everyone know why they should vote in your favor starting right now. Right. Uh, well, I think, you know, it's a good it's a good question, Jen. And I think for me, I just approached it from the perspective of what team had the best match debut. So in my mind, I didn't even take any history into account. I looked at it as this is one match. So even though there's some recency bias to Team 13, the match happened. It already happened. And they, at the time, and yes, Ben's right, who is the boss, has now uh, edged out by one point. But at the time, in their debut, they set the team record or tied the team record. And so I found that super, super impressive. I found the adversity they had to overcome in that they were playing a really, really tough team that actually played at an elite level. They both scored 30-something points. Now, scores are a little bit higher now than they were in the past, but that still doesn't change the fact that they statistically scored even higher and with opponent's choice. And so, yes, there isn't a lot of history that we can go to, but I didn't look at it that way. I looked at it as what team had the best match debut. From a numbers perspective, I thought, they did do it. They scored the most points of any team in their debut. And uh, they did it against a really, really tough team that played at an elite level on that day and had to overcome luck not even going their way. Ten. Whereas above the line got fortunate with their category. I mean, above the line, who knows what happens in that match if they get opponent's choice like Deep 13 did. And time. Oh, wow. Whammy. Just really kind of diving into it. Like, you know, the points, the accuracy ratings behind those individual players and setting that record, like you said, is, uh, you know, it's definitely very impressive for uh, a first time team. Absolutely. Okay. Over to you, Ben. You also have one minute to really wrap it up in a nice bow and solidify everyone to vote in your favor as well, starting right now. Okay, Brendan, it's a it's a cute point you make, and I don't mean to be a heel about it, okay? But Deep 13 was a fluke. They were drafted where they were drafted as players for a reason. They weren't the first round or the second round pick by their team. They were in the third and fourth and fifth rounds. Drew McQueenie was drafted first overall by the former champion this year in the draft. Greatness continues on. Now, when Tom Brady set the record for touchdowns with 50 touchdowns, it was great in 2007, but it doesn't matter now. Tom Brady's great because he's won six Super Bowls, not because he set the record one time that got broken by someone else. No one cares about a record that gets broken. Deep 13, it doesn't matter. It was a fluke match with two players that overachieved. They have no staying power, and they won't do anything else in the showdown. What I'm talking about is the debut match from arguably the greatest team that's ever played the game. They play it effortlessly. They play it with grace. They play it with confidence. For God's sakes, Sam is going to marry the person he beat in the match. It's an unbelievable (laughs) performance by one of the most memorable teams we've ever seen. And there's just no question. It's the debut from one of the greatest. Yours is a fluke. (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow. Oh God, I have so many feelings right now. <laughs> what one's one's arguing in favor of uh, you know this intellectual side, and the other one is just like arguing in favor of uh, my heart. 
things are being pulled right now and I do not appreciate it, Ben. How dare you? <sighs> Look what you're doing to us. Okay, so you got the the first the first arguments, the first question and everything out of the way. Jen, what do you think about these? You know, every, everything, all the arguments and everything have been solidified. What do you think? Do, is there anything you would love to correct? Is there anything you thought like, eh, that was okay pick or whatever it might be? No. Okay. So here are my two points. And that is with deep 13. I think that one of the things that Brendan struggles with is a lot of things that rookies struggle with when they come into the league, which is unfortunately they just are younger and they don't have as much knowledge of the history of the league and the teams that have come before them, which is fine. Mm -hmm. It's like, you're just joining the story at this point, you know, you don't necessarily have all the back knowledge to get that. So I, I understand where he's coming from in that it's a pretty recent team to pick. Mm -hmm. uh, but I really struggle with the fact that there's no history to support the argument and there's no like afterwards to support the argument because we haven't seen much of them. Mm -hmm. So whether or not this team will develop into being one of the iconic teams that we know in the Schmodown remains to be seen. I think it's really cool that Deep 13 was able to come together and be two competitors that kind of struggled in teams with prior uh, teammates of theirs. And they really came together and it seemed like they filled each other's gaps. Phrasing, but you get what I'm saying. Um, so, uh, and who knows, maybe Alonzo may marry Paul one day. We don't know. That could add a whole level, another label, like layer to this whole argument. But what I do agree with is with Ben, he brings up a very interesting point in terms of sports for me, and that is intangibles. Um, when you talk about certain players that were like the greatest of all time or like a player where you remember their first at bat or you, their first their first game, there's just something about that player that strikes you and mm -hmm. you know they have the it factor. And I feel like that is something that above the line did have from the first get-go. Mm -hmm. uh, and then combine that with their history. I don't know. You Absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, that makes complete sense. Um, it's my a strong only... argument you make, Jen. It's a strong <laughs> argument you make. <laughs> my, my real question is whether or not to count the idea of history for or against it, because we're not really kind of talking about the history and you know, potential of you know these teams. We're just talking about the debut itself. So hearing a lot of the, you know, the emergence of some of these characters is something I was really excited to you know, kind of really chat with. And to me, all the characters are really iconic in their own ways, and they all have been established competitors pretty consistently throughout the season. Um, okay. So you guys, you heard it. You heard the closing statements for our first question. So you can go ahead and go over to our Twitter page, vote and let us know what you think. Do you want to vote in favor of Brendan with deep 13 or with Ben, uh, with, uh, it was like above the line. So it's totally up to you guys to vote specifically on these arguments. Please do not vote in favor of one or the other, because you're like, I think this person's cool. I think that person's not cool. Whatever it may be. Don't make that yeah. case. Just because if you love one faction or the other, we're here for the argument arguments, not for the kayfabe. Okay, let's do it. All right. So again, you can move over to Twitter and do that right now or later, totally up to you. And we're going to be hopping over to our second question. All right. Now for this one, we'll be starting with Ben with his opening statement as well. Ben, are you emotionally prepared? Are you ready? I'm ready. Mm, ready all right. <laughs> okay, Jen, please do us the honor and read the second question. All right, guys. Second question. What was the best promo from last season, season six? 
Yes. There's a, during last season, we started getting a mountain of promos emerging online and social media and everything, you know, post pre interviews, whatever it may be. So I definitely thought you guys had a quite a pick of the litter. That's for sure. All right, Ben, you have one minute to let us know your pick starting now. So when I thought about the greatest promo from last season, a lot of different options came to mind. Obviously, I thought about people doing cell phone promos on Twitter. I thought about, you know, promos in studio with green screen. I thought about quick promos before matches. I thought about all kinds of things. But ultimately, what it came down to for me was the one that clearly had the most effort, work, time, and energy put into it. And that was the six-plus-minute promo story of Bateman versus Guy in Houston. Now, look, I know it's self-serving and everybody's going to be like, you know, Bateman's got his head up his own ass. I get it. OK, I hear you. I know I, I referenced my statistics in the last argument, but bottom line, take me out of it for a second and just watch the promos from last season. It's the acoustic still, still dream music. It has all of the different moments. It has the tackle. It has Giancarlo Stanton. It represents so many things, so many highs, so many lows, the ups, the downs, the losses. And ultimately, it culminated in the most exciting match probably of all time, not because seconds. the match was iconic, but because <laughs> within a fucking wrestling ring. I hit Andrew Guy with a chair. I mean, everything built, you know, Jen, I, I'm looking at you. I know you were there, and I know what it felt like to watch that thing live. It was one of the craziest moments ever. And time. That was a lot to get into that one minute. Absolutely. And you're right. That was a huge, you know, promo that came about. Okay. Over to you, Brendan. What was your pick? All right. Starting right now. So I just went with a totally different, like we said, promos could cover anything, pre-match, post-match. And mm -hmm. I was thinking about the moment that had just one of the biggest impacts on me story-wise and what it did to hype up the league and build the moments, not only that it just happened, but what would come in the future. And for me, that's Dan Merle's post-interview after he loses the belt to Paulo Yama. I mean, obviously, Dan Merle is the GOAT. He's someone that when he speaks, people listen because he does have that history, like we were talking about in the other earlier question. He has that history. He has that gravitas. And after he loses to Paulo Yama in this big surprise, Oyama was this rookie. He went on this great run and he beat a lot of good competitors along the way, but he yet to play one of the, you know, sort of veterans of the league other than Josh Makuga, who's entertaining but isn't one of the trivia giants, right? So he plays Dan Merle, and he actually wins. And Merle gives this huge speech about how now all eyes are on Oyama. Basically, the heavy lies the head that wears the crown speech. And it enhances not just that match, but builds Oyama up so he can be a and part time. of the later matches. Getting in a few extra words there, Brandon. I don't know about that. I don't know if that should be allowed. Oh, okay. These are two very massive promos that have been used in Schmodown. That's still talked about today. Um, okay, so on one hand, we have one with a lot of uh, you know stuff going in the back. Like you said, the music, the drama, the emotions that are definitely played up and down. Eric. It's all you, buddy. Um, but yeah, like you said, also with um, Merle's post interview, he lost for the first time to a, in a long time to a rookie. Huge deal. Jen, what do you think of these picks? I think they're really strong picks, actually. Um, ben, yeah. it's no shock that you include yourself in your own picks again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like I'm watching a I feel like I'm watching a heel turn before my very eyes. I'm just like, <laughs> oh my god, Christian's gonna have a heart attack. <laughs> uh, that said, I I remember I was not present for when Oyama um, beat Merle, so I had to watch mm -hmm. it with the rest of you, mm -hmm. and. I just remember being like, this felt like the year that Merle really came into his, like Merle was never one with the microphone. 
You know, like Merle was never like known for like cutting his promos because it was a different game when we when we first started, you know, and when Merle was very active in the game and then he kind of went away and then he came back into this new world where he had to kind of pick up and figure out how to cut a promo, uh, watch a lot of John Cena and rock videos. You know what I mean? Whether so, he liked uh, it or not. Yeah, exactly. Whether he likes it or not, kicking and screaming, he had to figure yeah. it out. Uh, I'm really excited about these two picks and I want to see where this goes. Absolutely. Okay. Two major, major promos that both tug at the heartstrings. I am shocked that, that no one picked the one where, well, I mean, the five that Roka had absolute meltdowns in. The, 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 You're the not wrong. yeah, it was, it was, it was You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it happened quite often. Um, what? Uh, Roka? No, Roka. Meltdown? No. What? No, I, no. It shows passion. That's what it is. You know, that's what exactly what it is. He was showed he was passionate in all those promos. I think promos. when you talk about Roka's promos, though, you talk about promos that are in absolutely a league of their own. Yeah. Um, and so I'm a little shocked that neither of those made it, but I'm curious to see where these arguments go. That's because apparently he just doesn't make good enough promos to get in the conversation. Anyway, open debate for four minutes, guys. You gotta be dealing with some Twitter backlash on that one. <laughs> that's, that's, all you, that's all you, I, girlfriend, John. I didn't say it. I didn't right. say it. Hey, speaking of which, I chat with the. Uh, I am on mornings with Roke every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, where we talk about movie news. But him and I are cool. What's up? <laughs> all right. <laughs> Shameless plug. All right. Uh, you guys got four minutes to really. You guys, let's just do it. Four minutes, go. Brandon, I'd love to hear what you have to say. Go, go right ahead. I'd love to well, hear it. Just what I have to say, me. Ben, is it's very similar to the last question in that you're using your time not to speak about your actual answer, but things around the answer. You know, you pick this promo, and then you spend all this time talking about, hey, Jen, when we were there in the match in person, wasn't that awesome? Wasn't that cool when we were at the match? What's well, not about the match? It's about the promo. And even the promo was brilliant. All the promos that Eric does are great. It was a great promo, but even in your answer, you're, you're bringing up the match and not the actual promo. Whereas with Dan, that moment, what Dan brought to the table in that moment. And the point I wanted to make actually involves you, Ben, is that one of the biggest plot lines of the first part of the season was Oyama's rise and him beating Merle really culminates in that moment. And Merle enhances the moment, the moment at that point of the season of Oyama winning and becoming the new person that needs to be dethroned. And I think without that promo, then it doesn't actually build up to what you did, which was you were the story of the second half of the season, which was your rise to play Oyama. And I just think that these two key moments, when you beat Oyama at Spectacular and when Oyama beats Merle, wouldn't have the same gravitas if we didn't have that true uh, passing of the crown moment from Dan. I just think no. it's so impactful from a story perspective uh, for the season and enhanced matches before and after. Yeah, I think the interesting thing about what you're talking about there, Brendan, is that the Oyama versus Merle matches at Collision, uh, and, and a lot of great things do happen after that match, but the, the moment I'm talking about happens before that. It happens in Houston, and when you talk about the fact that it doesn't have the same resonance because I'm talking to Jen about being there, well, she's there because she heard the thunderous applause from a real Schmodan Live audience when they saw the promo. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not saying how great the match was. It was a terrible match. I beat Andrew Guy with zero. You just contest. said it was the most entertaining match of all time. Before. It was yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. I, hit, I, hit, I, hit, I hit said it was the most I, dramatic match of all time. I hit him with a chair and it was pure entertainment, but the match itself was terrible. Everybody knows that. The promo, though, leading up yeah. to that match was unbelievable. Look, Action Army was born that night because of the heat, because of the electricity coming mm -hmm. from that match. And Eric doesn't just take a single moment from a single win or loss. He takes literally years of history and weaves 
weaves it together into this unbelievable story. He weaves together the story that involves everything from incredible fans to huge celebrities like Booker T. He uses an iconic song and actually finds an unbelievable version, an acoustic version of the song that scores the whole thing. It gave me goosebumps. Everyone I've ever spoken to agrees. It is the mm. promo. It is the story promo that's ever been cut in the league. And I think the one you're talking about is great, but it would never have been that way had other people not won matches afterwards or Dan had got his belt back. And I think it has resonance you don't think because that of it. Moment, a moment doesn't matter if the, I don't think that moment has anything to do with if Dan got his belt back. It's lightning in a bottle. It's that moment, right? It's like, what's that best promo? For me, Merle, that moment is lightning in a bottle where Merle coming off a big loss brings real emotion and real gravitas. And yes, the promo is great, but there's all this stuff to draw on and it becomes this sort of manufactured thing, brilliantly manufactured and brilliantly cut together. But the Merle thing for me, when I was thinking best promo, it just, it stuck with me. You know, I was, it, it remembered me because it was a true, true human moment. It was that lightning in a bottle. Dan Merle getting his belt back and holding two belts on stage in Atlanta is a great moment. Dan Merle beating Ethan and talking on stage after he wins his belt back is a great moment. Dan Merle saying heavy lies the head after losing to Palayama in a studio match. But it wasn't it's a fine that. moment. It's a fine moment. And he has and he has great things to say in it, but it doesn't actually dramatically signify anything because he's lost. He hasn't won. And he even has a more iconic loss than that loss. And it wasn't a title match. He got embarrassed by Andrew Guy, and that loss well, matters. But he didn't have. But the, but there wasn't really. He didn't say much in that promo. That's the thing is actually Roka right. was really propping him up. So uh, that was what was so great about that moment. And for me, you know, I, I do think that it had a huge impact. I think it was epic. I think it built story. And, and he didn't even say heavy lies there were the crown. He said all eyes are going to be on you. It was a full on monologue, and it was unexpected coming from Dan, and it had an impact. That's what I think. Yeah, and time. I'll, I'll Okay, to say things are getting heated is putting it very mildly, I have to say. And yeah, a lot of chat, lot of, yeah. The is, chat there a, is there a buzz I, around? Is this Brendan Cry wants to buzz around? You know, there's a yeah, there's a lot of comments, you know, being like, holy crap, you know, Brendan's definitely gets some pointers from Koi when it comes to baiting and you know, speed mode, which we appreciate for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so. Uh, I really like both these promos so much for so many different reasons. So I have a hard time really comparing them the way uh, the way they are efficiently. Uh, Jen, overall, I mean, you know, one's really focusing on like the long term storyline, and the other's really focusing on you know the spur of the moment, what happened as a direct reaction from said match. You know, what do you think of these kind of different arguments? Well, are we including the practice chair shot, Ben? Or are we just talking about the one that was seen on television? <laughs> Because <laughs> the practice one didn't go so hot, buddy. I hate to break it to you. For those of you that don't know, I ended up having to apply makeup to Andrew's face because Ben busted his face open. <laughs> <laughs> don't try this at home, kids. Uh, but I will say this. I always find anything that involves team action or the team action civil war incredibly mm -hmm. charming and funny and loaded with entertainment value. Mm -hmm. That said, let me pull up my notes because I have points to make. Here. Girl, I am so here for your notes. <laughs> here are my notes. Let's get that on okay. Twitter, guys. Hashtag Jen's notes. Let's make that All happen. right. I am very impressed with the kids' arguments here. And let me explain why. I said he built the argument the same way that Ben's championship was built. 
he basically one of the best things about cutting a promo is and it's something that smets and i talk about all the time because he's very good at it and he understands how it works and so does so does roca and that is the best promos aren't the ones where you tear down your opponent they're the ones where you lift your opponent up and what merle did in his heavy wears the crown speech was he built oyama up to be a monster so that way, Ben, when you won, mm -hmm. it wasn't like, oh, Ben just won from Oyama. You essentially won from the guy that took it from a member of your faction, which made your win more valuable. That is how you cut a promo. Cutting a good promo means putting over your opponent, regardless of win or loss, so that your win looks better. And it was almost a long-term game. And granted, I know it's one of those things where people go, oh, well, I remember a long time ago when I first joined, people were like, are the matches fixed? The matches are not fixed. Mm -hmm. The matches have, we have game plans for every given outcome of a situation. Mm -hmm. uh, except for Guy versus Merle. No one saw that coming. No. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that Merle putting over Oyama at the end was honestly, to me, a really big story point in your journey, Ben. And that made your win after all of the steps you took to get there that much more special. And we all felt that emotion with you because mm -hmm. it was like you were taking one back for your faction. Absolutely. Yeah. It, that, like you said, you were by go, taking that approach, you're definitely referencing some of the much more historical, you know, well beloved, you know, promos and ever. <laughs> yeah, but that's a definitely a new perspective, you know, be able to, uh, you know, raising the idea of uh, the villain or the champion up to that level, uh, you know, definitely really escalates it. Absolutely. Okay. Well, but again, I just, view, I just viewed promos differently. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I view pro I, it's yeah. not necessarily the moment that gets you the most hype. It's the one that affects storyline the most and honestly puts over the characters that are all involved in it. Absolutely. That's definitely a perspective for sure. And, but like you said, you, I mean, like, like part of your job is doing promos for a living. So you've got to be pretty darn knowledgeable. That's for sure. <laughs> you know, you got to be on top okay. of it. Absolutely. And not to mention, everyone's just like really quick to say, you know, Jen's notes, Jen's <laughs> notes, Jen's notes, all of it. So much of it. <laughs> That's absolutely true. Okay. Now we are going to be going into the closing statement. So it sounds like, uh, you know, climbing out of the open arguments that it sounds like Ben has a little bit of climbing to do, you know, uh, especially in terms of, you know, winning Jen over for a potential vote. Okay. So we are going to be going into our closing statement, uh, starting with you, Ben. Are you ready? For I'm ready. Prep it up with a nice little bow. Starting <laughs> right. I have one minute right now. I really think that when you talk about promos, there are definitely two schools of thought. And I hear what you're saying, Jen, because I think it's it has a lot of resonance. But I think at the end of the day, the promo should be a pleasing experience to watch. As I've gone back to watch old matches and I watch some of these old cut together promos, they don't have a lot of artistry. They're not as good. They're not as fun to watch. They get a little bit boring. I think the one that I'm mm -hmm. talking about here is truly a piece of art. It's as entertaining as even parts of most matches are. I don't think it's fair to penalize me for having ultimately won the match that I won to give Dan's speech resonance. I mean, I, I look, I, again, like I, I hear what you're saying, cause you're right that a great promo from a great character should build up a person who has that mountain to climb, which I did, but it's on me. I won that. That's the reason it was good. Not because of anything else. I actually took out Oyama. Had I not done that, I don't think that there's anything really about the conversation that we're having that, that has any much like as much significance as it should. And I really think that penalizing me for that is incorrect. So 
a better piece of art is what I'm voting for, and and, and I vote for art. And time voting for art, you <laughs> guys. Vote for yeah. hashtag vote for art. <laughs> hashtag. hashtag vote for art. No, that's real. Absolutely. You know, some we sometimes when you know it's a very emotional promo as well as an action army member, you know, it's definitely something I'm not going to lie. Have I cried watching it? Maybe. <laughs> exactly. Maybe, but that's just me. I'm just kind of obsessed with the action army. <laughs> what? Anyway. Okay. Moving on to Brendan, you have uh, one minute as well to really solidify everyone in your favor as well with right. their votes. You also have one minute starting now. Yeah, I mean, it's, again, it's very similar to the last question, actually, where you've got two very fundamental approaches to the same question. You know, th this the promo that Ben's talking about is, is very fundamentally different than the one that I'm choosing. Just like last time, Ben was talking about things other than the specific match, and I was talking about the specific match. The thing that I want to say in my closing argument is I don't think that that moment with Merle is only good because Ben won a match later. I don't, that's not what I meant. That wasn't what I said at all. That puts it over the top for me because it enhances later matches as well. That's why it rose above a lot of other promos, but it's still a fantastic promo in its own right. It's from someone, like I said, who is one of the best players, if not the GOAT, to play. And it comes from his mouth after a really, really tough loss, a loss no one saw coming. And it enhances that match. If you want to, you know, poke holes and other arguments, we can just focus on that in that it enhances that match. And it, the moment itself is lightning in a bottle. It was amazing when it happened, not just because of something that happened later. It was amazing in the room when it happened. And time. You can breathe now. <laughs> I don't wanna. Okay, it's times oh. like this that make me very happy that although Jen and I he are here really, you know, putting, making sure this uh, goes off without a hitch, at the end of the day, you guys, the viewers, uh, there's a bunch of uh, there's a bunch of you guys that you guys need to go over to Twitter. Um, if you have the ability to go over there, go vote right now because hypothetically- I'm voting. Girl, <laughs> mm, do better. Okay, so you go vote, make your opinions known, and because you guys- really determine who's going to walk away a winner today to move on into the second round of Schmobates up against you guys do mail-ins. <laughs> I'm actively trying to figure out another alternative way for people to really vote. Now, again, I have had a lot of people be like, Oh, I don't watch the episodes until like three, four days later, or whatever mm. it may be. And that's totally fine. I love that you guys are doing it. You know, I, I definitely want you guys to watch as much as you can. If not fine. <laughs> vote for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm going to say. You, you have to, this is live. These debates are live and I, we're going to determine who is the winner walking away from tonight's episode. So, got to do it right now. Okay, so we're going to be moving on to our third and final question. Mm -hmm. Arguably one of the best questions ever written, if I do say so myself. Am I biased? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, we're going <laughs> to uh, we're gonna be determining uh, who is actually going to be going first by using this little action coin right here. Uh, please do choice. yourself a favor and hang out with us in the Action Army and become a patron. It's really fun. We're definitely pretty, if I do say so myself, a pretty cool group of people. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's pretty fun to be part of it, part of the Action Fam. And so uh, we did earlier discuss that Brendan is going to be Team Lord and Savior and your guy. Bateman is Team Table. So, <laughs> let's go ahead and get flipping. Again. It is Traitor. Oh, yes. <laughs> hey, I, no, you guys can't really see it. Love that. There you go. 
Mm. Maybe. I don't know if you guys can see it very clearly, but it's Trader. Whatever. Trader. Mm -mm, whatever. Okay. So do you, would you like to go first or defer? Uh, I like to let Brandon go first. I think it's, uh, it's a gentlemanly thing to do. And All right. You know, hear what he has to say. All right. Okay. All right. We're going to be going to our third and final question, which is something that will inevitably be discussed. Jen, please do the honors and read our final question of the evening. All right, guys, your final question. What should be the first Schmodown prop added into the Schmodown Museum? There are uh, museums <laughs> for every sport imaginable, for dart throwing, for bowling, for baseball. And inevitably, this is a conversation that will be had when Schmodown gains such status and we get a museum of our own. But what will it I be? I actually have something in my possession that will go to the baseball museum at some point. Uh, oh. Girl, don't get me too excited. That's a whole conversation I really want to dive into. Though. It's a giant mensch on a bench. Don't get too excited. <laughs> 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 okay. We let's hear it. Okay, Brendan, you have one minute to let us know your pick starting now. Well, it's interesting. You know, when I, I thought about my pick, I was thinking about things in the Schmodown Museum. I thought of props, but I also thought of artifacts being in a museum. You know, significant things, props that were present at iconic moments. And it's funny because we talked a lot about the saga of the action civil war. And while I didn't agree that that was the best promo, it is undeniably a huge part of Schmodown history, especially recent Schmodown history. Guy and Bateman are two of the most iconic characters. And when they broke up, it was a big deal. And it culminated in the tackle through the table. And so when I was thinking about it, I thought, you know, I think that it would be pretty cool to see the remains of the table, you know, the pieces of the table in the Schmodown Museum. I, I just, it's an iconic moment. Everybody could look at that table. They'll know what table it is. And I just thought that that was a fun thing. I just, it seemed fun to me and it seemed unique and something that you couldn't see anywhere else, but in a museum that was a celebration of the history of the Shimona. And time. Absolutely. Iconic moment indeed, because Ben Bateman is traitor. But all mm -hmm. right, moving over to Ben. Let's hear your pick. You have one minute to let us know your prop of choice starting now. Brendan, it's flattering that you would pick that. It's a really, really wonderful prop. And I have to tell you, I actually have a piece of the table on the shelf back there behind me. It's, uh, it's a piece. I, I own it. It's a thing I have. But but I will tell you that ultimately you're overthinking this. It's a very, very simple choice. And it's the singles belt. It's the current Schmodown singles belt should go into the museum. That is the thing. It should, it should go into the museum because it is the signifier. It is the memento, the icon that represents the greatest achievement in the Schmodown. And it's not this belt specifically or any belt i should say it, it, sorry it is this belt specifically not any belt because the collider belt doesn't matter we are non-collider anymore shmodan went solo it went independent this is the moment and these belts were created when the shmodan decided it was going to be its own company and ultimately the pinnacle seconds. of achievement in the shmodan when the shmodan is its own brand when the shmodan is on its own channel is the thing that should go into the museum there goes the golf club to show us <laughs> that we ultimately have achieved greatness. That belt should be in the museum. And time. Okay. I'd like to penalize the golf club. <laughs> I should have picked the Point golf dot. I blew it. Point I forgot dot. all about the golf club that you came in on in our match. That should have been my It's a great one. Um, <laughs> Bibbs himself is, you know, quick to point out, wait, the current singles belt? Shouldn't the original be the first museum? So that's a, you know, good point to, you know, uh, mention as well. I'm sure he's going to discuss that in the open debate. Um, all right. So these are two different approaches to these questions. One, definitely much more iconic than the other. One of them is definitely, you know, a fun, very storyline 
focused, you know, prop. Uh, so let's, what, what are you thinking? Are they horrible picks? Are they great picks? Let's see. What's Hang on a second. About? Can we, I have, before I address what? this, can I just, can you pull up Dean Morgan's comment before this? <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. His okay. comment is, Roka was in a museum before the Schmode out. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Okay. So, oh, anyways. R.I.P. F's in the chat for Roka on that one. Uh, he's not here to defend himself, which is so wrong. Anyways, um, Roka like DMing, like DMing me after this, being like, "What the heck, Alex? <laughs> I thought we were cool." <laughs> Anyways, um, I am a little surprised by both these picks. Um, I just feel like there's been so many iconic props that I've never really mm -hmm. thought about what would be the first Schmodown prop to be in. A couple of things that I feel like you guys immediately looked over. Where's the original wheel? Like, where is where are th where are things that are incredibly iconic? Yeah, exactly. That are that are that are for all parts of the game and not just one. Um, how did Finstock's mask not make the cut? And I have a question, Brendan. There are now two famous tables in Schmodown lore. One being the one that Ben fell through. The other being the one that Alex stocked up with chips. That <laughs> <laughs> that we were all like, he said a variety of food and, you know, he has like a variety and chips. I don't know if you guys have like gone over that story, but it literally was Christian going, Alex, get a, you know, get a variety of snacks, you know, and chips. And all Alex heard was variety chips. Mm. And so it was literally a six foot long table <laughs> filled with nothing but chips. And honestly, I was excited about it because he got a lot of different flavors, but that's besides <laughs> the point. Chips are right. uh, So I'm just very curious where you guys are going to be going to this. I want to see if Ben can address uh bibs's point and mm -hmm. we'll go from there absolutely but also there is a lot of love to both of these choices here today at the end of the day you know a brendan a, a table a broken table is technically shards of wood you know you know so i mean like how cool would, would that be looking in a museum but also a belt which belt and not only that it's there's a lot of belts to choose from but why the singles belt in particular so let's go ahead and hear some of those arguments in the open arguments starting right now for the four minutes go ahead you know i'll jump in here first brandon this time and I'll, I'll say to address bib's question right away you know i do think that the original singles belt the collider logo is an important belt but it was when the schmodown was beholden to something else to somebody else and when the schmodown went solo when it became its own product it signified this is a sport it's here to say it doesn't need to exist in someone else's space it doesn't need to exist on somebody else's network it is its own network and it is still successful which is why the belt that was created in that era and the singles belt, which is the only belt that you can win without any assistance from anyone else in any specific division, it is how much does one person know about movies than someone else is the ultimate belt and the most important belt at that. Here's the here's the reason why I wouldn't pick something like the belt, because in my mind, the Schmodown Museum is a chance to see artifacts, significant things. Now, anyone who's been to a live event in the last year has seen the Schmodown singles belt, has held the Schmodown singles belt, potentially. I just feel like as much as it has history, and I think you're making a good argument for me, it just didn't feel special enough. It didn't. And maybe I am a bit outside the box. But for me, you know, you say, oh, it's shards of woods. It's the shards of wood. I mean, it's what it represents. It's there on a table and you can say, hey, these or this it's like you go to a museum of ancient greece you know it's the ruins they're just you can look at it and go well that's not even a full column that's just crumbly bits of rock but it's because it represents it used to stand in a significant place in history and so that's what i thought of when i thought of these shards of wood 
why but why and brendan i don't mean to to efface my own legacy here but why are shards of wood that that culminate the action story more important than say finstock's mask or uh more important why didn't you choose a nerf gun that that crusher (laughs) is holding in an early match or or baby carrots but but ben why are you defending all these things that you didn't choose like this is what i don't understand ben like because you're uh, choosing one thing that relates to one particular storyline and two competitors i'm choosing something that relates to the legacy of a league and and at least 25 right. but i would argue more important than 25 of the league's legacy is you can't just say that shards of wood that i got tackled through are more important than the well belt i just think that if champion. i went to the Schmodam museum and i saw the belt i probably wouldn't spend that much time looking at it because if i was a diehard fan i'd have seen it a million times but i'd have seen it in person that's the big thing it's not like like going to the hockey hall of fame and seeing the Stanley cup. Oh my God, I've never been this close to the Stanley cup. There's a lot of opportunities. If you're a fan to get close to the singles belt, I remember it's spectacular. People were wearing it. People were taking pictures in it. I just, it didn't stand out to me as a special thing. You're telling me that like Sidney Crosby, one time he got a hat trick. Here's the puck. Oh, actually it's the Stanley cup. Which one are you going to look at longer? Of course you're going to look but at the Stanley, seen cup. The Stanley, the cup, Stanley like cup. Every match you'd seen, but if you'd seen the Stanley cup, like a million other times, because you were a hockey fan, you probably would look at that. You're Sidney too close Crosby to the center cup. here, bro. Brendan, you're too, you're, you are you are diminishing the fact that the most important belt in the most important sport in the world is, of course, a thing as a fan you'd want to look at the first time. What you think every fan has that has gone to a museum, has been to a live game, and have been able to see the Lombardi Trophy or the Stanley Cup? Of course not. That's what museums are. They're supposed to feature the most important artifacts. Again, don't get me wrong. I am flattered that you're choosing a table that I went through that well, I have on my shelf here, but it is not the most important. But maybe it won't even get it. But that wasn't what it was. It was the first showdown prop. And is a belt, I mean, I, I don't know. I just, for me, I just didn't see it as significant enough. I thought it would be something more fun. Some, Not even not that's not significant, just not special. It just doesn't feel like something that you could only see in the Schmodown Museum. When the Schmodown was conceived, we knew seconds. that belts would signify champions. When the concept of me getting tackled by Andrew Guy was conceived, we were going to buy sugar glass for me to get tackled through. We only got a table because we couldn't get the sugar glass in time. That's mm. how significant the shards of wood really are. They were a but they became significant. But they just became like your argument right now is significant. Backup plan. But now they are significant because they were part of the event. Ten seconds. But it isn't even the first belt. I actually, I understand your your thing, but it's it, it. Like I said, it's so a part of the culture. The original belt will be like, oh my god, I've never seen this before. And time. Okay. Good, good try, Brandon. Really nice try. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was enough of the debating for that for that section. Okay. We have two very passionate opinions <laughs> for these props. And like you said, Jen, there are so many different props that, you know, deserve recognition. I would love to share ours and, you know, whenever that inevitably happens, you know, when I take my grandkids to see, which it will happen to see at the Schmoda Museum, it's only a matter of time. But I would excitedly see both of these. So what do, uh, is there anything, the particular point that they really, made you excited to see a potential prop like this in those museums? Listening to these two arguments, I have a couple of notes, Jen's notes, hashtag Jen's notes. Uh, (laughs) A couple of notes and a couple of questions. I find it fascinating that Ben is willing to tarnish his own legacy (laughs) to not let Brendan win this argument. It's fascinating to me on so many different levels. Ben honestly sounds mad that he had to fill out his pre-op paperwork on his back surgery, being like, were you involved in a car accident? No, it was a table because we couldn't get sugar glass. Like, you know what I mean? Like, 
<laughs> like, and then, and then the argument of the Stanley cup came in and I'm like, Oh God, where are they going with this? Do people have any idea what people have done with the Stanley cup? And then it made me, and then I got distracted and went, Oh my God, I wonder what's happened to that belt. <laughs> and so, so um, lose it, you know, and over in LA, like after the live event, I remember that. So, you know, Oh my God. There's I, remember just, that. I remember that. Yeah. Good times. Good times. The belt's gone missing. <laughs> the, the wheels gone missing before. Um, there's been all kinds of different the things. The belt has gone on adventures. That's what's happened. Adventures between so many different competitors and teams, et cetera, for sure. I hope those adventures in, in, included a Purell wipe or something, though, is all I'm saying. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is uh, this is turning out to be fascinating. I'm just very curious to see how far Ben will go. <laughs> Tearing himself down <laughs> in order to be right. And this what is a, this is a fascinating way to argue. Well, you gotta do what you gotta, you gotta do in order to get that win, that's for sure. What uh prop would you have personally picked to put in a Shmoda Museum? Oh god. It would either be Roka's hat or the wheel. Mm. Mm, good pick, yeah. I like I remember like seeing I went back and watched Roka's first match, and I was like, damn, the gloves and the hat. Still rocking it. All right, let's hear it. Okay, Roka's hat in the wheel, make him iconic. Someone I met, I saw someone was like, "Oh yeah, we should get all the Schmodown competitors' sunglasses together." That's just, a sun, that's just a sunglass hut. What are you guys arguing about over there? No, a bunch, we don't need a bunch sunglasses. of ten dollar disposable yeah. sunglasses. They're a bunch of you exactly. Can just put they're a bunch on that thing and spin them around. You know, yeah, just part. It's just like sunglass thing that's like at the end when you go to check out at CVS. Like none of those are good sunglasses. Okay. <laughs> no one spent no one spent prime buck on their costume sunglasses. <laughs> well, Thank there's you. a lot there's a lot of love for both these competitors. You know, not only for making suggestions, <laughs> box, such as, you know, such as mm -hmm. <laughs> such as the cane and the glasses. You know, ah. the belts. You know, the belts is a representation of who is the best, who is on top, as opposed to the physical item that was destroyed. Good you know. You know, there's some mention of Roka's blindfold being, you know, more uh, wow, iconic. Okay. But also, you know, again, a pudding cup. <laughs> you know, so I mean, need I say more? That All was right. pretty great. That was good. The oh. the pudding Miss Movie should have her own section of props that she brought in because she was the yeah. queen of props, and it was always mm. pudding cups, giant axes, which I'm like, I hope those aren't real. Um, oh, you okay. name it. She had the baseball, she had a baseball bat. I mean, yeah. she had literally every prop you word possible. She went above and beyond every time. So yeah, mm -hmm. she should have her own section. Yeah, between her and Janine, absolutely. Mm. I'm here for that. Oh God, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Here they're up for their own, the, you know, uh, for their exhibits for sure, the misfits. All right. So going into our closing statements, guys, we're gonna be starting with a Brendan for his closing statement to really solidify your vote today. You have one minute to wrap it up and guarantee some votes in your favor. Starting right now, Brendan. Yeah. Again, I'll just reiterate um, some of the reasons why I picked what I picked, which is that it, it's a unique artifact and it's not about specifically what it is. It's about what it represents. And when you look at the singles belt, yes, it's the biggest <laughs> achievement, but it's also just one of a lot of other belts. I mean, if it's the first Schmodown prop in, it probably would be all the belts, even though singles is the top. I mean, people have worked hard on all the belts. Why I thought, and look, when you bring up the things that Ben was bringing up, Finstock's mask, the cane, these things are similar to the broken wooden table. It's the same kind of idea. It's the idea of artifacts, special things. And I just feel like when I've been to live events, 
the belt's always been there. I mean, it's always been there. It's been seen. It's not something that's under lock and key uh, in, in the museum like the Stanley Cup is. Most of the time, the only place you can see the Stanley Cup is at the Hockey Hall of Fame. The champion would have the belt when um, it would be in the museum anyway. And time. And as one that lives in St. Louis, you know, where the Blues our base, you know, the, the Stanley cup is perfect for dipping, you know, tea revs and marinara. Mm -hmm. And if I do say so myself, mm -hmm. um, all right, moving over to Ben, but also Chris Adams coming in hot with all these really great suggestions. I think the final pick amongst all the iconic pieces will stay <laughs> Alba's wet pants. <laughs> the water bottle. He's 100% true. 100% true. Also, speaking of which, right after this, go on head out over them. They're going to be doing a live reaction to today's uh, Star Wars match. So it's going to be pretty awesome. Definitely go head over right after this. Okay, so over to you, Ben. You have one minute to really wrap it up and get some votes, man. You got one minute starting now. You know, by the time there is a Schmodown Museum, I trust there will be a new singles belt, a bigger, shinier, heavier belt with more jewels on it and all of the things. But the, the reason the singles belt I chose will go into that museum is because it is the first belt that represents the greatest honor when this league owned its own destiny. It couldn't get canceled by a network. It owned its own future. And ultimately, when you ask somebody who's the best at something, it always comes down to what is the greatest honor? The greatest honor is to be the single best player be the single best player to win the honor of the most knowledgeable in movie trivia Shimoda. Teams is great. IG is great. Star Wars is great. But the singles belt is the most important. I love that you chose the, shard, the shards of the table, the broken shards of the table. It's an, an unbelievable choice, Brendan. And I think when you talk about the great stories of the Schmodown, there are so many good stories. I'd be honored to have that be the first item. But I think it would be an injustice. It would be an injustice to the true history of the league and what we all deserve to see in that museum. Time! Uh, guys, you're watching this. You're going to determine our winner today. Both these competitors have made some really wonderful arguments. And Jen, what are you thinking? What are your thoughts? If you had to put a vote on it, what would you say? Oh, don't put me in that place. <laughs> okay, Come alternatively, alternatively, um, okay, so alternatively, he definitely, I feel like he was pretty solid in, like, his arguments. Like you said, it's the first belt that, you know, they said, hey, I'm not going to get canceled by, you know, a network or, a, you know, a program or whatever it may be. So it's a very symbolic moment to have our own belt. So what do you think of some of his arguments? I totally, I, I get where he's coming from, and I understand. One of the things that I feel like was the biggest it was the biggest like letdown as far as what could have happened to the old belts. Like I really felt like that could have been a huge angle where like someone just chucks that thing into like the LA river or something like oh, that. <laughs> I just felt like, Oh, that would have been the biggest heel move of all time. But, <laughs> uh, like I said, I am incredibly fascinated by the fact that Ben is willing to say, <laughs> I don't matter that much. They were great arguments, like, Jen. They were great. Which is something that I never thought I would ever hear Ben Bateman say out loud. Um, not to a not to a therapist. Uh, uh, in order to prove his point. Um, I think they both make incredibly valid arguments. I do feel like the Civil War with Action Army um, with a team action was the story of the season last season. Um, they they headlined the event in Houston. And while the match itself wasn't huge, the storyline was. And I feel like mm -hmm. it all culminated with that table to get us there. Absolutely. And so 
I don't know. This is so tough to pick. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it's a good thing that you and I, technically, we don't have to pick. Thank uh, God. If, we, if we don't want to, you know, it's totally up to you guys. But you guys are the ones watching this. All 71 of you guys that are watching this, please go on Twitter. Let your uh, Make your opinions known. Let us know who's going to walk away a winner today. You guys got, I'm going to put it on my little thingamajig. Uh, you guys got 10 minutes to go vote. And if you just casually forget and just wander in the kitchen and or bathroom or wherever it may be and you just forget to vote, that that sucks <laughs> because it's not gonna matter. We're gonna find out who our winner is in just 10 minutes, guys. So go ahead and head. Yeah, this isn't like now. when you're like voting, voting, and they're like, stay in line, they'll stay open for you. Like, no. You have nope, more time to stay in that. line. Don't leave. Nobody got time for that. <clears throat> Nobody got time for that. <clears throat> All right. Okay, so. Aside from that, I mean, like, how do you guys feel about your arguments? I mean, overall. I feel really good about my arguments. You know, it's always fun to go against Brendan. Um, I was really flattered with this final vote. I mean, I think it was really sweet. <laughs> you know, um, that, that, that was great. But, yeah, no, this was this was a good time. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, both of you guys fun. are so yeah, good debaters overall. And so, yeah. yeah. It's fun. I feel like there's a lot of fun debate that happens among people in the Schmodown in general about different things. You yeah, know, if there were streams so on right now, they'd still be doing this, but like at a Barney's or yeah. you know, <laughs> right. or at a at a pub. Like this still thing with the same thing would still be going on. I I feel like every time I go to a live event and there's like a like a you know, we go to a bar or whatever, maybe like after, and we just hang out and chat. I feel like these, these kinds of questions, these like sometimes random, sometimes not so random questions are definitely like discussed or I hear them mentioned at some point. I remember chatting with Eric Zipper and he was like telling me like why IG is probably one of the most difficult, um, uh, you know, things to, to study for compared to like singles and teams, you know, because it's a completely different study strategy, you know, versus the other leagues, but also some, you know, other things like mentor the props, the, the mask, the Finstock mask. Oh my gosh. Iconic. Mm. You know, there's so many props that, you know, that are not just like part of the, the matches, the individual matches themselves, but storylines are just as important, you know, arguably so as the matches. So yeah, overall. No, it was fun. Um, I thought it was interesting. I felt like we were very different. Like I just felt like both all the questions, like the 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 answers were were there was real contrast between both of our answers on each one, which I thought was interesting. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think you made ballsy picks, Brendan. I you know I, I, I enjoyed <laughs> I enjoyed listening to your picks. You know, you, you... Uh, <laughs> the subtle, the subtle. Do I just do I went talk? Like, I really I went for it. That backhanded because like I don't. I'm I not like trying to undermining. I'm being like, "Whoa, it was bold." I'm not <laughs> trying to be that backhanded, but when I talk, everybody laughs. It's like it's like it seems like intentional, but I'm just trying to tell it's you. It's a real picture. gift you have, Bateman. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost Look, like I don't... You're very invested personally. Nuts, right? <laughs> this was my day off, Brendan. I didn't wear a suit. I put on a hat. I, I mean, I, I, I'm. I'm so sorry if this was this was too much of a challenge for you. Ben, I stopped wearing <laughs> pants like actual clothes like a week ago, so I get it. A I'm week like ago? Sitting, yeah, I finally I finally I gave that. up. I did my I I did my first stream with no makeup on the other day, and I was like, here we are. This just is been, happening. I've just been gaining this, weight this in quarantine, but it's okay because I don't have to put on suit pants anymore. I just wear sweatpants with jackets <laughs> now. You're like yeah. these are all that fit me. Yeah, hundred oh, yeah. percent. Yeah. I try to put on. You can't sit with us, Ben. Business oh, on the top, casual, casual below the frame. 
business. Wait, above have, you, have you seen, I remember in Eat, Pray, Love when they're in Italy where they're just like, just buy the bigger jeans. Like who cares? <laughs> and you're just like, ah, Eat, Pray, Love. God, I haven't, I haven't thought about that movie in such a long time. I just remember when I saw it, I felt like every girl in the theater that was there, like our periods all synced up at the same time. Like True. it was that, <laughs> like it was that powerful of a, of a mm -hmm. girl experience. Yo, that's real. Like I'm having a relationship with my pizza and everyone's like, yes, <laughs> man, yeah. woman, whatever it may be. You, everyone has had relationships with pizzas. That's just a fact. Yes. Okay. Well, I gotta know you guys, you guys watch movies sometimes for a living, sometimes not, whatever. I mean, but you guys watch a whole bunch of movies. Yep, yep. What is a movie that you have no business studying, but you go back and watch it with absolute glee? Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Mortal You're Kombat. not watching it. There you go. 95, Mortal Kombat. And I and I know I see Mike Deacon, Call Sign Kano in the chat here, and Call Sign Katana <laughs> and Bethany Curl in the chat here enjoying it. I mean, that movie is the best. I, if I can ask any kind of a question like, <laughs> you know what is the name of the yellow ninja that johnny cage kills in the hell you like i'll be so happy to get that question uh, like they're not going to go that deep they're just not you know they're they really aren't uh, and, and uh who plays Luke you know Kang what and i don't disagree with you on this one to be honest right? <laughs> and and i've already thought about it if we're still doing this whole wear a mask thing i'm totally reviving my katana costume that went viral yeah. a couple, uh, it went yeah. viral a couple years ago on reddit um because i think my butt is getting bigger and my costume staying the same size. So it was like, Oh, we might need to add some extra fabric to this. If anything, considering, considering like, I remember the games and how crazy they are. It's almost like a, you know, how like crazy the, the costumes are sometimes because I know they, they change a little bit with every game and sometimes in the movies that, you know, that if anything, it would probably be much more accurate. So mm. <laughs> I ever, I mean, if I ever get asked, like, cause I can, I can actually tell you offhand the name of the actress that plays princess Katana. Like if I ever got asked that question <laughs> to win a match, Jen, I would, He's I would beautiful. die. You're ready for the, so, mortal, the mortal Kombat Iron Man match. Yeah. Guys, ready. you heard it here first, man. <laughs> Iron Man Mortal Kombat match. The end should totally be, the end of that match should totally be just graphics where it's, we have them prepared for either scenario where it's like, you just hear, you just hear Ken's voice go, finish him. And it's just, it's just character representations of both you guys. Like, how many how many millimeters are our Lord Raiden's eyes cross-eyed? I'll be able to answer that question correctly. Oh man. <laughs> you know what? Just to put it mildly, guys, nerds. Yeah. I have actually, I'll admit this. I, this happened to me a couple of times, like when I was really like in the tournaments and like was really watching movies. And every movie I knew I had a match coming up, and I'd be thinking mm -hmm. in Schmodown every time I'd watch a movie and yeah. specifically pick things that I literally, and this is so ridiculous, but I literally had moments where you're paying attention to little details so much that I'll just like be walking down the street in real life and see like a sweater on the road, and I'll be like, wait, what color was that sweater? No, wait, this is real life. <laughs> they will not ask a question. I've literally that makes but that, you know what, honestly, it's stuff like that. It's the ability to recall certain <laughs> things like that that make you a great witness to a crime. 
Right. It, if anything, it reminds me of uh, that scene. I haven't had the opportunity to live up to my potential yet. It's like, you, would, you would be sitting there with the sketch yeah. artist, Brendan, and be like, no, 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 no. The, like the, the, bridge was, the bridge was thinner. Yeah. The bridge was thinner. And uh, yeah. the upper lip, it was uh, raised on one side. Like, you would remember yeah. everything. Like, Get this girl, and I'll be like, wait, wait, wait. Let, let me use a repeat. Repeat the question. I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> give me 15 more seconds. I know exactly what color of blue is that, what shade of blue it was. Just give me a I one. challenge. They're like, lock him yeah, up. The blue involved. eyes, it's actually green eyes. <laughs> Oh my God. What about, okay, what about you, Jen? What's about like, what about that movie that you just, maybe it's something sentimental. Maybe it's something that you and your husband bond over or whatever it may be, or something that's you watch and you're like, this is me time. What do you like to watch? When it's me time. Oh my yeah. God. I never, I haven't had me time in such a long time. <laughs> God, it's that's true. A, I'm like. a conversation in and of itself. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I feel like, it's it's hard to remember what my life and my watching my watching um, habits were pre COVID because now whenever I turn things on I'm like I've seen all of this like <laughs> so whenever whenever it's me time and it's just like guilty pleasure time I feel like I go back to two I go back to two things it's always Back to the Future mm. the entire trilogy and Indiana Jones. Ignoring crystal, ignoring crystal skull exists. Yeah, <laughs> no joke, no joke. Do you have a those are typically what I do. Pardon? Do you have a preference of which Indiana Jones movie, or do you just like kind of go through them, maybe marathon them, or? Uh, no, I usually marathon them. I usually back to back to back. Uh, yeah, I know when um the last time I I thought I was gonna be giving myself a treat because I enjoy Jurassic like Jurassic Park a lot as well. Um, so I thought I would watch the new one, Fallen Kingdom, and that was a huge disaster. And I was like, that was a waste. That was a waste of me time. <laughs> Are you excited for the new Indiana Jones movie coming out with directed by James Bangled? Uh, I feel like they've got to redeem themselves as for the franchise after Crystal Skull. So I'm I'm always excited to see what the next chapter looks like. I just in the back of my heart, I'm like, please don't let this suck. And then someone also put, um, I also think the period thing was a Dane Cook joke. People talk about period syncing all the time. But if you go back and you actually Google my Twitter, I, wa I walked out of the movie theater and I tweeted that mm -hmm. joke. So highly doubt he saw that movie. But it would be the first time that a joke was stolen. Here's my question for you, Jen. Right. And, and if you don't know this, I, this is this a question to Brendan. All right, so we all know Julia Roberts stars in the movie. I believe she meets three dudes in the movie, right? I think she, she three, three lovers. Can yeah. you remember all three actors? Because when I was studying Julia Roberts, I remember coming across this, and I always forget the Wait, wait which movie? Uh, which movie is love. it? Eat, I think I, I think that, weirdly enough, I think I can, actually. Let's see. Uh, there's, Brandon, one, let's see there's, one, there's one that I'm not sure of. Yeah, so I exactly. Know it, I, I know which I know one it, it is. I, I know it's Richard Jenkins, and I know it's Javier Bardem. And oh, something in me wants to say James Franco? Correct. I thought you were going to miss uh, Richard Jenkins. I was, I was no, sure you were going to miss you know Jenkins. What? Richard Jenkins has that amazing monologue in that movie that I always remember. He has that wow, amazing monologue in like a rooftop somewhere. I just, I've only seen it once a long time ago, but like I actually remember Jenkins just because Franco was the one I was fuzzy on. But he's the first. I knew person. she was having a crisis when James Franco was involved. Yeah, exactly. Actually, he's the one having the crisis. Let's be honest. He's just like oh. James Franco. He's a weird fella. That's true. Okay, Franco, guys. I, 
Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to say it's funny because I can't remember the context of the Franco thing for whatever reason. Like I actually can't remember the context. I just remembered it was him. Where's the other two I can remember? Why? She, like, that was the first. That was the first guy that when she finally divorced her husband, she like ran off with like a younger right. guy. Like they didn't run off anywhere. They were like she tried to work it out, and she was like, "Oh no, this isn't happening." And then she kind of had like a breakdown and was like, "I need to go far oh, yeah, away." Sorry. I'm sorry, you cut out on me, actually, Jen. I, I lost you for a second. So oh. Sorry, I didn't get that. Sorry about that. We're all it's offended like... by you. How dare you? <laughs> I'm saying I can't like, respond. You, you just need to leave. You need to get out of here. No, just <laughs> you. you're, you're a precious cinnamon bun. All right. We got our results, guys. If you haven't voted already, shit, not shit for you. I mean, like, I don't know what to tell you, my dudes. I mean, you got to be on top of that. Votes. All right. We got our votes in. And... Let's go ahead and find out our winner. Okay. So for question number one, which was what team had the best, sorry, best match debut with 54.3% against 45.7 in favor of above the line versus nerds. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. It was all fun. right, all right, all right. Okay. Jen is so displeased. Look at her face. I'm moving on to question three. Oh. Question three, got to mix it up. Mm. Which is, what should be the first Schmodown prop added into the Schmodown Museum? Which is, in favor of 52.6% versus 47.4% cool. in favor of the table. Oh, oh, oh yeah. I mean, it's a yeah. great argument. It's a great argument, but it's yeah. ridiculous that he won. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's so accurate, but I should have won. <laughs> and moving on to our final question, which we're backpedaling, moving on to question number two, which is what was, what was the best promo from last season being season six with 60.4% of the vote against 39.6% in favor of Ben Bateman with the Action Army Civil oh. War. <laughs> Meeting and your winner, Ben Bateman. All right. Coming in hot. Good game, Brandon. Really good oh, yeah. game. Thanks for playing. Really good time. <laughs> the two of them were close. That middle one, I guess, was a bit a bit more lopsided, but 54 and 52%. I just love that everyone voted for a six-minute video package that was not edited by Ben. <laughs> Or Andrew. <laughs> I think there's some real, I mean, I think we're seeing some favoritism to the action army here. Of course, of course. I mean, Jen, so, Brennan action. had to vote for literally one of my moments to win an argument. So I think it's pretty clear who was supposed to win. Uh, picked, just think if I would, I should have picked Team Action's debut. That would have been over. You would probably, yeah. You probably would have won the match. I, guess I almost favorites. commented on actually. I was like, you both are wrong. It's clearly Team Action's mm -hmm. debut, but <laughs> whatever. You know, but obviously I'm incredibly biased. Okay, so you guys both argued spectacularly well. Brendan, absolutely, even though you technically are now currently sitting at uh, one and one, one, you are an incredible debater. You made some solid arguments and, you know, you definitely, you won one out of the three debates. So how are you kind of feeling about today's match? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm glad that I got at least one. That was good. That's good. And uh, yeah, Ben did a great job. He sold his points really well. He had good picks. I feel like I defended all my picks. I didn't think that uh, any of the picks came out looking foolish or silly. No. Um, so, you know, I'm happy with how, how it went. Well, I mean, like, honestly, I I mean, it was, but it was fun. Solid. 
Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of, uh, do you think technically, like, I know you voted in favor of Brendan a few times today, Jen, and like, what did you think of him losing technically? Um, I think there's some bias, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I mean, um, it's literally call to action. <laughs> no affiliation. Um, no, no, no official no, affiliation. No technical affiliation. We are in spirit, but not <laughs> We did heads or tails off a coin with your picture on it. <laughs> and he won the toss, which what? is even more, you know. That's true. Hashtag, oh uh, Alex, never change. Never, yeah. never change, Alex. It's like Tom Brady flipping a coin for a Super Bowl, and he's both sides. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. I mean, like, yeah. I, I, I'm not biased, but am I biased? Maybe. <laughs> I try not to be. Okay, and Ben, you are currently undefeated, sitting at two and zero. Oh. How do yeah. you feel? I feel really good. I'd like to thank a few people. Um, you know, I'd like to thank. <laughs> I'd like to thank Jen Sturger. I'd like to thank Alec Jushek. I'd like to thank Lucas Jushek. Um, and uh, that's all. Um, but uh, no, it was, it was, it was, it was a good time. Um, Brendan, I always such a good time seeing you always such a good time competing against you. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think, you know, I'm not going to say there's any bias from, from the, cause I think that truly when it comes to action army, 85% like voting for Andrew. I think that like the fit the, I think that like I will be spited by the other half just to just to fuck with me. Yeah. I mean, I think it often. Uh, it sounds uh, like something we do. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. It's I, definitely I don't true. Think that there was I don't think there was bias to you for your arguments. I was just saying I think that stuff involving the action army seemed to do well. So I wasn't at all trying to taint your win. I'm seeing in the chat here a lot of people are saying that my final argument in the belt round was what swung them in my direction. But the funny thing is that's the one I lost. So, yeah, I, yeah. I don't really know what to think. But it was, it was a great time. I'm looking forward to James White. You know, I got to watch James White uh, argue. I think in his argument in his schmobates for what personality in the schmodown would you look to for life advice, and he actually argued for me. So uh, that, awkward. that's who I'll be playing against is, you know, yeah. I'll, be, I'll be giving him some real good life advice. You're like life advice. <laughs> don't do this to yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Jen, okay, what do you think of Ben's performance overall? I mean, he's that he is walking away with a win today and he's been going up against actually, you know what? Um, let's just bring him up to see what happens. Hi, Ben. Oh, hello, sir. How are you? What's up? I, I I'm doing good, man. How are you? You know that was a that was a fun match I just watched. It was good. It was really good. I didn't realize yeah. that you were here watching. I would have yeah. saved my I would have saved my comment for our match. Yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to the life advice you might be uh you might be giving me. I'm I'm re regretting that that match now, man. I think I should have picked somebody else now, but you know it's going to be a fun one regardless. I think that uh, that you and I have similar debating styles, and I think it's going to be a fun match to see. I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, no uh, if, you gonna, any, if, if you need any help with anything, just DM me on Twitter and I'll, I'll check it and I can get back to you at some point. Um, yeah. You know, I'm happy to give you some advice if you want. Yeah, absolutely. I'll send that right after I send one to Andrew. Um, but look, I, I think I think it's going to be a good match. I think it's going to be a fun match. But, um, you know, this this isn't a trivia match. So you, you might have been studying all you want. But, uh, you know, when it comes to debates, you know, it's it doesn't matter whether you can remember all three people that Julia Roberts was with and Eve Love. That's you know, great. it's that's that's great. It's, Alex, it's how, gonna be Alex, how did he get in here? Did you let him in? Is that what happened? Jake, there's no security in the stream. Jake, what no. what did you do? Jake is our producer, and he's just like probably just letting everyone in. How dare that guy? Oh my gosh. Okay, so as you guys can see, Ben and James, they are gonna be going head to head in a schmobate here pretty soon. 
Um, they're coming to the uh, Ben Bayman's going to be moving up to the second round, going up against James. And up in the next few weeks, starting on on June 3rd, Billy Belford and William Bibiani are going to be our next Mobe next Wednesday. And the following week, it's going to be Rachel Silvestrini up against Danielle Ramirez. So that's going to be really interesting to see all these competitors move forward. But I, nice. I, I, I sense we might have a potential champion here in our presence. You never know. Mm. Yeah, you got some good gets, but don't discount William Bibiani and his ability to no. yell. That's he could literally he could literally mute his microphone and you would still hear him. This is true. This is true. I mean, we all saw that list in that promo he made. That would probably be my bet for our best promo of the year. All right. Awesome. Okay. I don't know how I feel. Okay. Well, I guess I'll talk to you guys soon, I guess. Maybe. James, Ben? James, best of luck. Enjoy your time. I'll, I'll see you when the time is right, man. Don't work too hard. Mm -hmm. No, it's, it's all good, man. We're, we're going to have some fun. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, uh, sure. Fun. Fun's a word I'll use to describe it. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, we are going to be wrapping things up over here. Jen, Bateman, Meyer, where can we find you? Starting with you, Brendan, where can we find you and everything you're doing and all that fun, amazing stuff? You can find me at Brendan KJ Meyer on Twitter and Instagram. That's the place you can follow what I'm up to. Which sadly <laughs> isn't a lot right now. You're the <laughs> only person I know that can lose and still be like, eh, you know, I mean. I'm just excited to be here. But I, you know, I convinced everyone about the table. You know, I can at least. You know. Yeah, definitely. definitely <laughs> like, uh, a mountain to climb for sure. And I, still like, think, I still think the Deep 13 one. I still think there's a real argument to be made on that one. I can, I can send the promo one. That's the one where I, I still think I could make some more points on that, but. I'm I like, had a great time. I had so much fun. a thesis from you, that's for sure. And just get, it's probably going to be published in sections or something somewhere, like uh, Schmodown Reddit or something. <laughs> Waiting. <laughs> no, it was a blast. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. It was so fun. And it was nice to see everybody again virtually. It's so Thank cool. I miss, I miss you guys so much. Hopefully it won't be much longer till you guys can have a you know nice group hug and uh, come together again, for mm -hmm. sure. And what about you, Brendan? Sorry, not Brendan. Sorry, Ben. Where can we find you? Everything you're doing, all million and one things that you're doing. You guys know I'm doing all the action industry stuff. We have all of our stuff weekly, action rewind and whatnot. And I just launched a brand new thing called Nerds and Suits that I'm really excited about. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm doing two shows on there. I'm doing like a one-on-one -on -one interview show. I've had a lot of cool guests on there. This week I've got uh, Chloe Dykstra coming on on Friday talking about some of her stuff recently, which should be pretty cool. And I've also got a show called Song from the Scene where uh, I'm talking about great songs and great movie scenes that I'm covering the song. So uh, YouTube.com slash Nerds and Suits. I'm trying to hit a certain goal by my birthday, which is next week. So um, yeah. happy early birthday, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I really appreciate mm -hmm. Happy it. early birthday for sure. All right. And last, but obviously certainly not least, where can we find you and everything you're working on? All right. Uh, I'm right now I'm doing swing break uh, with my mm -hmm. husband and Eddie Pence. Uh, it's like our furloughed show until our radio show comes back next Monday. I'm back mm -hmm. at radio.com in my studio. Um, probably wearing a full hazmat suit, but we're going to make it work. There's actually no one in the building, so it's fine. But I am going to be back on the regular air next week, and I'm so excited uh, to be back and to be getting a paycheck again. That'd be wonderful. Um, and so check that out. If you guys could go and follow me at Swings, A-N-D-M-R-S, get it. Uh, that would be super helpful. And also at AEW, um, I'm doing all kinds of stuff for them on YouTube. So if you would like their channel and if you see a video of my face in it, like give it some love. That would really help me a lot too. You heard it here, folks. Go over to that channel. 
give the love all over to Jen, you know, because she's all down a bag of chips and a whole bunch more. She is the cheese to our enchilada. She is the cheese to our macaroni, the milk to our Cheerios. Let's get it <laughs> over, over and out, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm Alex, my part of the Call Action Crew. You can find me on Twitter and us on Facebook and all that fun stuff. And Schmobates every single Wednesday, 9.30 Central. Please come in and make us part of your regular routine, and that'll be a really fun time. But, yeah, like, comment, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Bye, guys. Thank you.